Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. One, two, three. In today's episode, we bring you backstage at an all-star benefit concert as we talk to some incredible musicians about America's greatest songwriter, Bob Dylan. Welcome to the age-old question. I'm Rich Price. And I'm Clint Bierman. Each episode deals with another question in music fandom. The kind of questions that Clint and I have been debating since we were in college. So today, with the help of some smart people, we're going to come up with the answer. Okay, Clint, what's today's question? Today's question is, what's your favorite Bob Dylan song? That's the age-old question. Clint, today is a celebration of two things that you and I have been thinking a lot about lately. First, obviously, Bob Dylan. Mm -hmm. The second is the power of community. This past Thursday night, we came together at the Flynn Theater, Burlington's beautiful Art Deco Performing Arts Center, for a music benefit concert called Hug Your Farmer. The concert was to raise money for Vermont farmers who were impacted by the devastating flooding. Clint, you and I remember how wet July was. Yeah, it was terrible. Absolutely horrendous. The impact to the farmers was absolutely devastating. Over 27,000 acres of productive field was lost. That amounts to about 50% of the impacted farms' anticipated income for the year. That's significant. That's life-changing. Yeah. And so... This is all part of a music benefit concert series that you and I have been a part of for 12 years. This past Thursday, we called it Hug Your Farmer, Hard Rain, and the musical theme of the evening was Bob Dylan. And so we brought together just an extraordinary lineup. Yeah. I mean, obviously all the local cats um, were there that have been at all the Hug Your Farmers. Yeah, and, and for listeners who don't live in Vermont like we do, Burlington and the Burling, the greater Burlington area of Vermont, north, northwest Vermont, has an incredible music tradition. Obviously, fish is, is yep. sort of the most famous export, if you will, of this scene. But the music community, the music scene here in Vermont is really incredible. And I mean, I would say that you are a shining star in that community as, as someone who has been a part of all these events that that bring the community together of course you were part of the house band the yep. what we called the hug your farmer all-star band yes you peter day who yep. we've talked to on this podcast who's your bandmate in the grift bob wagner yep was a leader in, in that band ray paskowski who is the keyboard player for the tranastasio band steve haddock the list goes on but the featured performers if you will included chadwick stokes of dispatch one of the most successful independent bands of all time, maybe the the most yeah. successful independent band of all time, have sold out Madison Square Garden, played places like Red Rocks. With the Colorado Symphony Orchestra. We also had Mike Gordon yes. of Fish, the bass player from Fish, performed with his daughter Tessa, 
And that to me was one of the highlights. I think it was one of the highlights too. It was so sweet the way he was just so proud. So proud. And like, and I, I've been there. I mean, playing with your kid is an, an incredibly emotional experience. Yeah. So, but yeah, I, I would consider that. And their well. harmonies were yeah. beautiful. Yeah, on point. And I took a photo of you because you yeah. were playing. <laughs> were you playing banjo at that point? Yeah. Yeah, you were playing banjo and I was in the wings off stage and I took a photo like there was Mike Gordon just beaming at his daughter yeah. and you standing like three feet away beaming at the two of them. Yeah, literally. Yeah, it's awesome. Thank you for that, by the way. We're going to sprinkle in some audio from that night. The audio was recorded by James Bridges. Here is Mike Gordon and Tessa Gordon. Goodbyes to good word babe. So I'll just say farewell And we had Matt Flinner on mandolin. Yes. Matt Flinner is one of the great mandolin players anywhere. He's my new bestie, too. Is he? We had such a fun time. We oh. stood next to each other for two days straight. Yeah. That's really good. As I said, the evening was about celebrating the catalog of Bob Dylan. There was a rehearsal the night before. First, we had a rehearsal on Tuesday. Oh, you did? All day Tuesday. Oh, I Then we had an all day rehearsal Wednesday. And then an all day rehearsal Thursday. And then the show Thursday night. I didn't didn't know about that. It was epic hang time. Yeah. Yeah, super, super. Well, so that's part of what I want to talk about today is obviously Bob Dylan looms over this whole conversation but again it's about community the macro level of bringing the community together and nothing in my opinion brings the community together better than music yeah I agree communal cathartic experience yes but also on the micro level the community of musicians and and what it's like to be a part of making music with other people some of whom you you've never met before Like you said, Matt Flinner yeah. is your new best friend. Yeah, never met him. And Tony Naples. Yeah, unbelievable. So good. Yeah, he he's the pedal steel guitar yeah. player that played in the in the house band. Matt LaRocca, who, oh, who played fiddle. God. Yeah, he plays with the Vermont Symphony Orchestra, and to have him be a part of that night was so special. He's so special. Once again, that's Mike Gordon and Tessa Gordon playing the song, If Not For You. So I mentioned Mike Gordon, of course, of Fish, Chadwick Stokes. We had Kelly O'Hara, who has been on this show before. 
is married to my bandmate Greg and is, if you don't know, the bright shining star on Broadway, the ingenue of this generation. And for me personally, the most incredible voice I've ever heard. Yeah. And she came up. Yeah. And and we were talking after this about, do more people know who Mike Gordon is or do more people know who Kelly O'Hara is? Like where it, there's the jam band community in this world. Yes. It's fairly big. Yes. Right. But, but, also, but also niche. Niche. Yes. And the Broadway world is huge. Also niche, but pretty much the same, I would say. Right. Like. Like in terms of numbers, it's very interesting. It's it was very interesting to spend time with Kelly backstage, and she was fairly anonymous with some people. Yeah, like some people just didn't know who she was, and others were like, "Oh my god, awestruck!" Yeah, sell out Carnegie Hall. And how many seas must the white dove sail before she sleeps in the sand? How many times must the cannonballs fly Before they're forever banned The answer, my friend, is blowing in the wind The answer is blowing in the wind And then, of course, my bandmates Greg and Brian, who don't live in Burlington, Brian came from Phoenix, Arizona. Greg came up with Kelly. And so for me personally to be able to perform with the Sweet Remains. Oh, it was wonderful. And oh. I want to say to have you and Peter join us for Mr. Tambourine yeah. Man. That was really special. So, so good. Also a highlight of the show. Hey, Mr. Tambourine Man, play a song for me. Because no I'm one really does what you guys do. And so people, I think, were blown away. It's certainly Bob was. I, I mean, he's in a singing Bob band. Wagner, not Bob, Bob Wagner, Bob Dylan. Yeah, Bob yeah. Wagner is in a singing band as well now. I mean, yeah. Cat, Josh, and he, that's their gig. It's yes. singing. Yes. And I think he was like, whoa. Let's listen to one of the tracks that Bob did with Cat Wright as the lead singer. So it's Cat and Bob, and as you mentioned, Josh Weinstein on bass. Come gather round people wherever you roam and admit that the waters around you have grown and admit that soon we'll be drenched to the bone if your time to you is worth saving well you better start swimming or you'll sink like a stone for the times they are a changing the whole night i was several inches off the ground just candidly i organized the show i produced a show so there i felt a lot of pressure to are people going to show up? Of course they did. We had a packed house. Are we going to raise money for Vermont farmers? Am I going to say the right thing as the MC? Are the musicians going to feel you know, fulfilled by this experience? The answers to those questions were people showed up. Huge. We raised over $219,000 for Vermont farmers. Unbelievable. And I think the feedback I got from the musicians was they were humbled and honored 
to be a part of that experience. So deeply humbled. Very little ego in the entire night across the board. Across the board. Yeah, it was incredible. One name I haven't mentioned that was a huge highlight for me was Martin Sexton. Yes. Martin Sexton came up and he performed Wagon Wheel, which most people think of as an Old Crow Medicine Show song, which of course it is. But that song, the chorus of that song was written by Bob Dylan. And maybe he shelved it. He didn't do anything with it. But it ended up on a bootleg somewhere. And... The lead singer of Old Crow Medicine Show decided, you know what? This is a great chorus. I'm mm-hmm. going to write some verses. But Martin Sexton came up and he wrote his own verses right. that were specific to this flooding and Vermont, supporting Vermont farmers. And, and he sang it over the <laughs> changes and melody almost of Let It Be. Yes. So there was this like jambalaya yeah. of things going on. Bob Dylan, Old Crow Medicine Show, The Beatles, and Martin's own spin on it. Yeah. Walking down south of the Georgia Pines, yeah, yeah. Thumbing my way down to North Carolina, staring out the road and praying that I see headlights. We'll make it down the coast in 17 hours, pick us a bouquet of dogwood flowers. But before we leave Vermont, sing for the farmers tonight, yeah. Singing, rock me, mama, like a wagon wheel. Rock me, mama, any way that you feel. Hey, mama, rock me. Rock me, mama, like a wind in the rain. Rock me, mama, like a southbound train. Hey, mama, rock me. Running from the rains up here in New England I was born a farmer, but now I'm singing My baby plays guitar, I pick a banjo now North country floods got me down I lost my crop and I had to leave town But before I'd like to return next season To grow some more for you again Let's sing right, me mama, like a wagon wheel Rock me, mama, any way that you feel. Hey, mama, rock me. Rock me, mama, like the wind in the rain. Like a hurricane. Mama, rock me. And Martin is just the performer beyond. I mean, everything about him. He's so casual, right? He's just like, oh, but then he's so nails on point singing. And he just brought the house down. I mean, that well, was an incredible If you don't song. know Martin Sexton, stage presence, his voice. His banter. His, his banter. It's really like, it, 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 he it's, just makes everybody so comfortable in the audience. It's spiritual in a way. It's, it's not like gospel in the traditional sense, but there's a gospel quality yeah, to how he yeah. presents himself and, and engages with and the audience. draws you in and so he asked the sweet remains and kelly to back him up as sort of the a choir on wagon wheel and so we were backstage in his tiny dressing room just singing over and over again and what i loved clint is that he didn't like we could have we would have been fine after a couple passes yeah 
but he wanted to keep doing it, not yeah. because he was concerned that we hadn't got it, but but he was just having so much fun. <laughs> That's so cool. You know, and yeah. you and I know exactly of what that course. feeling is. Yes. We're like, no, we're good. Let's just keep doing yeah, it. Yeah, yeah. Do it again. Do it, do it again. again. Oh, yeah, do, do it again. One more. One more. Yeah, because yeah. there's like a chemical reaction that happens when voices sing in harmony and when musicians make music together. And it's the chemical reaction that you and I live for. Yeah. And it's for someone like Martin Sexton, who is most of the time solo, he doesn't get the opportunity yes. to do that. So he was probably like so charged up from it. The for a day or two afterwards, too, I would imagine. I mean, I don't know, but well, like he doesn't get that opportunity to sing with the quality that is the Sweet Remains with Kelly. I mean, it's amazing. Let's listen to some of that backstage stuff. He's heading back to Burlington. He's heading back to Burlington. He's heading for the high ground. He's heading for the high ground. And then he did this teeth whistle, which is the guitar solo that George Harrison plays on Let It Be. It was just incredible to watch. Let's listen. Well, what, one of the things I loved, Clint, is that, you know, I mentioned to all the performers, I said, you know, there's Hug Your Farmer t-shirts in the lobby. This is before doors had opened. And I said, you know, I'm going to go up and grab one. Can I get one? And he's like, no, I'll come with you. And he put the shirt on and he wore the shirt during the, the show. show. He yeah. was so proud to be there to support the farmers. And Man, that was cool. really meaningful. Yeah. I want to tell you one quick anecdote about Martin Sexton that I thought was really cool. Josh Panda, who's, of course, someone that we've had on the show a number of times, one of our great friends, an incredible performer, he came up to me and said, he was like just buzzing. He said, I have to tell you what Martin Sexton just said to me. He came up and he said, hey, Josh. So he rem he's like, I couldn't believe he you knew my name. Yeah. He remembered who I was. Yeah. He said, Josh, I want to tell you, when you opened for me a number of years ago, I watched your performance, which was great. And I heard you say to the audience, I appreciate you. And he's like, I really love that. And I just want to tell you, I stole it. Now I tell the audience, I appreciate you. Shut up. Are you serious? Yeah. Whoa. So, so Josh, here's Josh. It's such thinking. a Southern expression. It's yeah. such a, no, that's and, so And beautiful. there was something in the sentiment that was different from thank you or yeah. like, yeah. thanks very much. Yeah. That resonated with Martin Sexton that he's like, you know what, Josh Panda? I'm going to steal that. Yeah. And fan that. Wow. Isn't that cool? Just the fact that he remembered him at all is amazing. Yeah. That's really cool. All right. So we need to get back to today's question. Yeah. What's your favorite Bob Dylan song? And Bob Dylan is a particularly interesting artist, right? Because some people just can't get past his voice. Mm -hmm. Like he's just one of those artists that if you're a voice first person. It's tough. It's tough. Yeah. But he's also... Probably, as I said in the intro, America's greatest songwriter. Let's start here. What's your favorite Bob Dylan song? Well, my favorite Bob Dylan song, I, I have two. 
I would say she belongs to me is one of my favorites. Cause I've just done it so many times and we do it in such a way that it's, it doesn't even sound like a Dylan song at all. We do it in Honeywell. So, so tell me about this version that you guys do. So we do it. So we, I've been in a band with Russ Lawton, who is the drummer in Soli Monday and Trey Anastasio band. I've been in a band with him for 18 years now. He has this specific feel. It's called the Russ feel. And, you can mention it to any drummer or anyone who knows Russ and you know exactly what it is. It's like this swung feel thing. It's in the song Driftin' by Trey Anastasio. So we take the Bob Dylan song and we put it over the Russ field. greatest songwriters of all time is that his songs can be done in any genre in any style with any instrumentation and even the same song can be done 10 different ways which he himself has done over the years right his songs have the ability to be done in all these different ways i think that's why they're such timeless great songs and when you can't get past the voice right which many people can't the songs are so good that you wouldn't even know it's a Dylan song. For example, the Mike Gordon song, If Not For You. The version we did was the Cactus Blossoms version. Hmm. And it's such a different song, and it's so well done as that version. I think that's what makes the songs shine for me personally. So first, I like our version of She Belongs To Me. The second one, I'm going to reference an old, age-old question episode where songs don't age well. Mm. I used to play a song called Hurricane, which has some choice words that you wouldn't use anymore. But there's a beauty to that song. That's interesting for me because I've heard you play this song. Yeah. And, of course, it's a really powerful song. It's yes. about Reuben Carter, mm-hmm. who was wrongfully imprisoned yeah. for some murders in New Jersey, right? Bob Dylan wrote this song. Subsequently, Reuben Carter was exonerated. It's a very powerful song. We didn't perform it that no, day. No, I don't think you can perform it anymore. Because of the N-word? Yeah. It's so cl- the song is so clearly like an indictment right. of that particular Correct. view. When that word comes, it's from the voice of a... The, the people that you're against. That you're uh, against. Yes, but you just can't. But it's the violin in that song that gets me. Yes. It's that haunting violin. Hey! 
Pistol shots ring out in a barroom night Into Betty Valentine from the upper hall She sees a bartender in a pool of blood Cries out, my God, they've killed them all Here comes the story of the hurricane The man the authorities came to That's the other thing about Reuben Carter is that he was a boxer with a really promising career. So not only was his freedom taken away from him, but his career was taken away. Well, here's another thing about Bob Dylan that we've yeah. talked about on this podcast, where I've done all these Hug Your Farmers, the select sessions, and you learn how each person something writes, right? It's each person has their different thing. I think I learned one bridge for the entire show. So there's no bridges. He doesn't write bridges. And many times it's just one progression over and over again. Yeah. Right. And so his genius is in the lyrics, obviously. What a fascinating look into songwriting. He uses the minor three chord more than any other songwriter I've ever learned. Like if you're playing in the key of C, you rarely do you use E minor. It just doesn't happen that often. Most songwriters don't use it. Bob Dylan has it in like 50% of his songs, so which is so interesting. And to get under the hood of how he put songs together and his whole way of writing songs is different than most people. It, he, it's like sometimes there's not even a chorus. Sometimes it's just one line chorus. A, t- a one line tag. tag. Like, like the song you guys did. Yeah. Tangled Up in Blue. It's kind of a chorus, but the only thing that repeats is the one line. And that's such a staple of the Bob Dylan catalog. And that's true of... Shelter from the Storm, Simple yep. Twist of Fate. Yeah, it's all... There's a bunch of songs where he just uses the one-line tag. And he must have a rhyme. He must have 18 rhymes for the word right. that he needs to rhyme. Because yeah. it's always a rhyme to the Tangled Up in Blue. It's always yeah. a rhyme to Blue and yeah. in all the other songs, too. Simple Twist of Fate. It's like there's always a rhyme. So he predates rhyming dictionaries. He must have physically taken a pencil and written out every possible rhyme and then backwardsly wrote the lyrics to include, right? Like there's a fascinating podcast, Malcolm Gladwell's podcast, Revisionist History. There's a great episode about the creative process and how some people are able to produce a work of art, a genius work of art so quickly and others have to work on it for decades. Right, Right. And the examples he uses in the podcast Picasso. Picasso could, in a fever pitch, produce something that was a masterpiece in 10 minutes. Degas, on the other hand, another master painter, kept working on things thematically, like the ballerinas. He kept drawing because he never felt he quite got it. In music, Bob Dylan could churn out seven verses in 15 minutes working on a typewriter. Right. Leonard Cohen, on the other hand, a songwriter who continually refine, continually change keys, continually change tempos to try to find genius in a song that was in his head, but he couldn't get it out. Huh. Bob Dylan just worked so quickly and effortlessly. It's 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 a fascinating gift. Yeah. You have that gift a little bit. You can come up with lyrics real quick. It is interesting. In my band, Greg, I would say, is the Degas or yep. the Leonard Cohen. Like yeah. He's constantly retooling. Yep. Constantly questioning himself is not the right word, but but seeking maybe 
something better than this yep. line, yep. which is, you know, not a judgment on his creative style, but it, it's just interesting to take note in one band. You, we have two very the different polar opposites, very yeah. different creative yeah. styles. Well, what about you, Richie? Have you answered this question yet? Right now, my favorite is the song that we performed, Tangled Up in Blue. I absolutely love those lyrics. Oh. Every single one of those verses is incredible. Yeah. And the wor- the verse in particular that I love, I mean, the second verse is, she was married when we first met, soon to be divorced. I helped her out of a jam, I guess, but I used a little too much force. That's a great yeah, lyric. God, just to get that one yeah. lyric would be gold. Totally. And, that's- and then the verse, she lit the burner on the stove and offered me a pipe. Pipe. I thought you'd never say hello, she said. You look like the silent type. She opened up a book of poems and handed it to me, written by an Italian poet from the 13th century. Every one of them words rang true and glowed like burning coal, pouring off of every page like it was written in my soul from me to you. you. Tangled Tangled up in blue. blue. Oh my God. She lit a burner on the stove, offered me Thought you'd never say hello to Sarah, where you look like Satan. She opened up a book of forms and handed it to me. Written by an Italian folk from the 13th century. The band was absolutely burning by the time we got to this song. I mean, you, Bob, Ray, Steve, Peter. It's just incredible. Live with them on Montague Street, basement down the stairs. There was music in the cafes and that revolution in the air. Started in the dealing with slaves, something inside of him died. And sell everything she owned She froze up inside She froze up inside Finally the time The only thing I knew how to do Was keep on keeping on Like a bird that flew Yeah And we went to the solo section I played the harmonica at the beginning, and then you played guitar the second half of that verse. All right, so at one point I want to take you into the hallway down in the in the the bowels of yeah, the Flynn. Two floors down. Two floors down in, in what feels like a bunker. We're standing in the hallway. It's me, Martin, Sexton, Greg, and Kelly. 
here is that conversation. All right, I'm I'm here with Greg Naughton, Kelly O'Hara, and Martin Sexton. We're backstage at the Hug Your Farmer Hard Rain. I want to ask you guys, what is your favorite Bob Dylan song? Blowing in the Wind. That's Kelly O'Hara. <laughs> well, good, because that's the song you're singing tonight. <laughs> How about you? I would say there's a slow, slow train coming up around a band. <laughs> that's Martin. What about you? You know, I like Lay Lady Lay. It's not in the show, though, is it? That's Greg. It's not being played tonight. Oh, not tonight. I like that song, though. Lay Lay Lay. Yeah, though, I always sing the tape. Jay Frost, my big brass, babe. It is interesting. Yeah. He doesn't use it anywhere else. Is there, I was going to say, is there another singer who changes his voice so dramatically for a song like that? He's got a lot, bunch of weird voices he uses, but that's not one he duplicated, is it? Not that I know. I know John Lennon did his best Dylan when he sang, Hey, you got to hide your love away. That was fun for me, singing little Beatles in the hallway of the Flynn with Martin Sexton. That is awesome. What's your favorite Bob Dylan song, Brian Chartrand? Tangled Up in Blue. That's the one we're doing. That's, oh, that's why we're doing it. Yeah. <laughs> that is awesome. I want to say before we get to the next one, Nicole from the duo Dwight and Nicole. Nicole performed Make You Feel My Love. And she did the sort of the Adele version, I would Mm say. Right? Yeah. yeah. And you played B3 on that. Yeah, I did. That was fun to look up and see Ray Paskowski on the grand piano. And then you right next to him on the B3. Yeah. Let's listen to a little bit of, of that. First of all, she sang it beautifully, but it gets to the point of how other performers can unlock the mastery and genius of a Bob Dylan song. mentioned that was Nicole of the band Dwight Nicole. Let's listen to Dwight's version of Simple Twist of Fate. And a saxophone somewhere far off playing She walked along the arcade And the sun burst to a beat of shade When he was waking up She put a coin into the cup Of a blind man Alright, let's let's listen to our conversation with Steve Hadica, who's the drummer House for, band for the house band yeah. and has been for a lot of those shows. Clint, we're here with Steve Hadica, who's the drummer of the house band tonight. Steve, we've done countless shows with you. 
whether they're select sessions, hug your farmers. It's so fun to play the show with you. What is your favorite Bob Dylan song? My favorite Bob Dylan song is um, just one minute. It's uh, Country Pie. And why? It's just the perfect little um, like two minute nugget. It's there's no extra anything in it. There's some fun little stops where the guitars. It's like. Um, I love fun that. Hits at the end. It's just like a perfect little little nugget of, of music. Love That ain't no lie Ain't running any race Get to me my country pie I won't throw it up in anybody's face Take me up that old beach street I have a question for you What's it like for you to play on a show like this That is like It's a big ensemble It's slightly It's slightly crazy There isn't a ton of rehearsal time mm-hmm. It's kind of like a, a mental exercise for me Where I'm like vacuuming so much information and then i hold it there for like a day and a half and then on the show just blast it all back out and then the next day we gone tomorrow yeah the next yeah by friday i won't i wouldn't have remembered the arrangements or anything you could relate to that right? oh yeah i would it would be interesting to do the show right now see like four or five days later yeah or a week later let's talk to let's listen to our conversation with peter day who you and i have said many times is one of the great guys on the planet yes. and one of the great bass players and musicians on the planet. Here's Peter Day. Clint, we're here with Peter Day. Yes. Hey, Peter. The, hey. the one and only Peter Day. Hey. Uh, you're the bass player in tonight's house band, as you have been from the very first of Hug Your Farmer. This is the seventh Hug Your Farmer that we've done. Wow. And I want to just ask you, what's your favorite Bob Dylan song? She Belongs to Me. Yeah, Pete. She's got everything she needs. She's an artist. She don't look back. And the way we do it, because Clint and I have played that song for years now, and Clint does a little and you get kind of the like Russ swing in there. You play that as Honeywell, Peter Day, Clint Behrman, Russ Lawton. Delightful song to sing. I just like where it sits. I like the imagery in there. It's classic Dylan. It's like, I don't quite know the story, but I love it. He's got everything she needs. She's an artist. She don't look bad. That line, she's got everything she needs. She's an artist. She don't look back. That's a very interesting portrayal of the art, the archetype of the artist, yeah. right? Like, yeah. as long as she's got her creative canvas, whatever it is, that's all she needs. Yeah, living in the moment. Living right? in the moment. Yeah. I think we should have a future episode about the most, like, surprisingly profound lyrics. Like in songs that you wouldn't expect it? For example, I was just listening to Band on the Run. Okay. There's a lyric in there, the undertaker drew a heavy sigh, seeing no one else had come. Yeah, that's all there. Here is a profession that relies on people dying. Yeah. So the undertaker drew a heavy sigh, seeing no one else had come. 
that that has got a lot there. There's a lot there. Yeah. Let's listen to Ray. Nice. <laughs> so we caught Ray in a moment where he was just he wasn't even rehearsing. He was just luxuriating in playing this gigantic 12 foot grand piano on this incredible stage of you know in front of 1400 seats here is ray hey ray keep playing keep playing keep playing no (laughs) we got clinton i have to ask you you were here with ray paskowski um this is for our podcast what is your favorite bob dylan song I shall be released. Beautiful, perfect, perfect song. So Ray, so I shall be released. That's a great song, and that's the song we did as the encore, which was beautiful. Beautiful, just a perfect song. He's right. Listen to our conversation with Matt LaRocca, who I mentioned is that night was the fiddle player in the band, plays with the Vermont Symphony Orchestra. Here's what, oh, and Matt went to Middlebury College. All right, Clint, we're here with Matt LaRocca, who not only is an incredible musician, great violinist, fiddle player tonight. One of the greatest people I've ever known. And he went to our college. He did go to our college. Middlebury College. Matt, you're on the age-old question, our podcast. Um, tonight's question is, what is your favorite Bob Dylan song? Actually, it's Buckets of Rain. Hands down. Wow. We've been talking the whole episode about the great lyrics, and there's some incredible lyrics in that song. And in lyrics that also are classically Bob Dylan and that they're totally impenetrable. I don't understand what they mean, but I love the sound of them. Little Red Wagon, Little Red Bike. I ain't no monkey, but I know what I like. I like the way you love me, strong and slow. I'm taking with you, baby, when I go. <laughs> so good, so good. And no one knows what he's saying, but it's great. Yeah. Here's Bob Wagner singing Buckets of Rain. Little Red Wagon, Little Red Bike. Ain't no monkey, but I know what I like. Like the way you love me, slow, slow. Taking me with you, honey, baby, where I go. Let's hear our buddy Josh Panda. Josh was in a particularly Josh Panda esque mood backstage, and I want to share our conversation. Josh Panda, what is your favorite Bob Dylan song? I don't mean to put you on the spot here. I'm officially on the spot. I mean, that's a that's a big question because I love. It. All right, how about this? Name one Bob Dylan song. That's a great Sarah. Okay, why did you choose that song? Because it's the longest Bob Dylan song I know. He then goes on to sing Sarah the way. Listen to. Listen. Sarah! So Sarah! Yeah, an amazing song. 
amazing double album that ends with Sarah. <laughs> <laughs> Panda celebrates the Dylan catalog highly. He loves Dylan. Talks about him all the time and uh, is a super fan, I would say. A little later on the show backstage, I asked Greg and Kelly a little bit more about their experience with Bob Dylan. What's your earliest memory of Bob Dylan? Were you a Bob Dylan fan as a kid? You know, I have to admit that I wasn't. I knew of Bob Dylan my whole life, but that's not something that I was introduced to. It wasn't the kind of music that that people in Western Oklahoma were listening to, for sure. It wasn't until I got older and sort of had my own mind about it that I started discovering those types of that type of writing, and you know, then I then I fell in love with it. So I move over to Greg Naughton. What's your history with Bob Dylan? Is he someone who looms large in your musical education, or not really? Not really. Uh, I was always interested in. Singers, first and foremost, actually growing up. Largely Motown, R&B stuff was my favorite. So I was listening to Marvin Gaye. I was listening to Stevie Wonder. I was listening to, uh, you know, all that sort of thing. And I've come later to appreciate a lot of these great singer-songwriters like Ken or Bruce Springsteen or people whose voices weren't the first thing to jump out at me. Mm-hmm. Yeah, no, he wasn't. And I've, I'm still learning the full catalog of Bob Dylan stuff. That is interesting. His voice can be a barrier for some people. Mm -hmm. And some of his songs have become more famous by other other, people, other artists, you know, all along the Watchtower course is maybe more attached to Jimi Hendrix than it is to Bob Dylan. Yeah. Right. Some people and knocking on heaven's door is another one. Some people don't even know Bob Dylan wrote that song because so, so many, many people, people have done it. Clapton did it. Guns N' Roses did it. Right. But yeah, same thing. I mean, I think that's why they're great songs. And I think that's why people end up finding them because they're simple songs, for one. Yes. There's nothing complex about the arrangements, which is what makes a song great in a lot of ways, I, at least timeless. I want to play a clip from a 60 Minutes episode where Bob Dylan was interviewed. He talks about how that ability to be so prolific and just churn out lyrics that's gone really and that remains a mystery to him let's listen you wrote blowing in the wind in 10 minutes is that right probably just like that yeah where did it come from it just came it came from uh like um right out of that wellspring of uh creativity i would think you know that wellspring of creativity has sustained Bob Dylan for more than four decades. Hey, Mr. Tambourine Man, and produced song 500 me. songs. You got it, lot I knew. And more than 40 albums. How does it feel? You ever look at music that you've written and look back at it and say, whoa, mm-hmm. that surprised me? I don't know how I got to, to write those songs. What do you mean you don't know how? Well, those early songs were like almost magically written. Um, uh, darkness at the break of noon, shadows even the silver spoon, 
a handmade blade, a child's balloon. Eclipses both the sun and moon to understand you knew too soon there is no sense in trying. This Dylan classic, It's All Right, Ma, was written in 1964. Well, try to sit down and write something like that. Uh, th there's a magic to that, and it's not uh, Siegfried and Roy kind of magic, you know? It's a, it's a different kind of a penetrating magic. And, uh, you know, I did it. I, I, I did it at one time. You don't think you can do it today? Mm-mm. Does that disappoint you? Well, you can't do something forever, and uh, I did it once, and I can do other things now, but uh, I, I can't do that. Fascinating. This is our 71st episode, and as many of our listeners know, one of the highlights of any of our episodes is when we get to speak to Jeff Simons. And we've had a chance to talk to Jeff on many of our episodes, right from the very first one. We decided that after all this time, Jeff deserves his own lead-in theme song, something we call Simons Says. So Clint, take it away. Simons Says. Jeff, how you guys doing? We are catching you as you make breakfast, and we know that your schedule is tight. But we just want to say, after seventy-one episodes, you finally have your own lead-in music for a segment that we call Simon's Says. <laughs> That's amazing. Yeah, man. That's so cool. Today's question is related to the benefit concert that we just did, which, of course, we really wished that you could have magically transported yourself to join us for huh. because. You would have absolutely loved it. We played the music of Bob Dylan. Today's question is, what is your favorite Bob Dylan song? And you've just recorded an EP of Dylan songs. So you've been marinating in Bob Dylan. You're an expert, I would say, on his catalog, on his music. What's your favorite Bob Dylan song? Well, first of all, I... Uh can't believe I missed that show either. I'm sure you guys tore the roof off. And second of all, I thought I bet it was unbelievably fun. And I appreciate the kind words. I think the word you're looking for is aficionado. I'm annoying about Bob Dylan, right? I'm one of the Bob Dylan people who are people like, I like Bob Dylan. And I'm like, well, actually, have you heard the outtakes from that? I, I have listened to way, way too much Bob Dylan in my life, probably. But yeah, I'm a huge fan. And if I had to pick one, it would be Idiot Wind from Blood on the Tracks. That would be my go-to number one all-time best Bob Dylan song. And what is it about that song that puts it at the top? Idiot Wind is everything I really love about Bob Dylan. Like, it's uh, it's rocky. It's got it's got a it's great rock and roll but um there's a folk version of it and uh and an outtake that really works too it's funny it's caustic it's mean it's self-loathing it loathes the stupidity around it like it's just so full of so many emotions all at once um and i just that's what i really love about it like they say i shot a man named grace and took his wife to italy she inherited a million bucks and when she died it came to me I can't help it if I'm lucky. They say I shot a man named Gray and took his wife to Italy. She inherited a million bucks, and when she died, it came to me. I can't help it if I'm lucky. I mean, it's just nice. 
but just verse after verse after verse of, of just hilarious insights on fame and adulthood and marriage and and uh it's dylan at his best it's super complicated while being super entertaining and dylan at his worst isn't he loses the complicated nature right he like the lyrics get a little too one-dimensional or they become impenetrable um and sometimes the musical background of a dylan song is so repetitive and there are so many lyrics that uh you know minute eight can drag but Idiot Wind is not one of those songs. There's a the studio version of Blood on the Tracks is Lights Out. The outtake from Blood on the Tracks where it's just him, bass, and acoustic guitar, and he's singing lyrics like almost a full octave lower is unbelievable. They say I shot a man named Gray and took his wife to Italy. She inherited a million bucks, and when she died, it came. And the to live me. version on Hard Rain is uh is just 10 minutes of just blistering mean rock and roll. So that's my my number one. I just love that song so much. How did you how did you discover Bob Dylan? Who who turned you on to Dylan originally? Oh, that's a good question. So when I was um, ten years old, uh, I got two albums for my birthday, and one was The Doors' Greatest Hits, and one was Bob Dylan's Greatest Hits, and it was the one where his hair's all lit up from behind. Yep. Ten songs, like half an hour long, and it's just cherry picks all the really famous songs from the '60s. So that was my entry, and then the record that probably made me go crazy, like just become a super fan, was Blood on the Tracks. I bought a cassette of it when I was like 13 years old, and I probably just never stopped listening to it from there. I found the cassette and the vinyl and the CD and the deluxe CD and the CD box set of the outtakes and the bootleg of the outtakes. Like, I've been buying blood on the tracks like every three or four years since I had money. They sat together in the park As the evening sky grew dark She looked at him and he felt a spark Tingle to his bones Cause then he felt alone And wished that he'd gone straight And watched out for a simple twist of fate Jeff, one of the things oh. that Clint talked about <laughs> as he learned all the songs, he noticed that of the 20 plus songs that he learned, only one of them had a bridge. Yeah. Talk about Dylan's song structure as a songwriter. You know, Dylan starts as a folk singer, and the, the folk songs are all a combination of Appalachia, but they're also English folk songs, right? And they're, the ballads don't have bridges either, right? Like the ballad structure is you write a melody, and there's a tagline at the end of the verse to let everybody know that's the first thought, and then you just repeat that. Right? The, the English folk ballads and 12-bar blues have that in common, right? That the form is deliberately simple and... That's the whole point so that people can follow and be like, okay, I can feel we're getting to the end. So Dylan uses that a lot, right? Where the, the, there aren't choruses either. Like it's right. just a verse form repeated until he's finished. Then there are the songs that have the verse and the chorus. But yeah, bridges are few and far between because he's not really a brill building pop songwriter. Right. And yet at the same time, the thing that's really underrated in Dylan is his gift for melody. Like Dylan writes great melodies. Like you might not like his voice 
And I don't even care. I don't even want to get in that argument. Like he can't sing anymore. Like he sounds like a guy who's been eating broken glass for 20 years. He sounds, he's, his voice is destroyed. But it wasn't when he was younger. It was just nasally. But the melodies are terrific. Like real singers with Bob Dylan's lyrics make beautiful records. So right. So yeah, it's, That's it's a really interesting. About. It's a really interesting thing. That kind of repetitiveness bothers me when the lyrics aren't super compelling or the melody isn't super compelling. But to to take that simplistic form and make it uh, so memorable is actually a, a, a real gift. She just could not relate. Brought on by a simple twist of fate. The more simplistic the form is you're working with, the better and better and better you have to be at using it to make it compelling, I think. Well, and I just want to pick up on what you said about his voice, because you're right, some people can't get past it. But whatever you say about his voice, he's beautifully on pitch. He hits the yeah. notes. Yeah. I've been a For 17 long years I spent all my money On whiskey and beer and that's why I never understood why people went so way out of their way to say, oh, Dylan's voice is so ugly. He must have been the first non-crooner that people knew. Right. Because huh. there are plenty of rock and roll voices way uglier than his. When I was when I came to Dylan in the, I guess it was the late 70s, early 80s, I mean, punk had already broken. So people were like, now be careful. He's a terrible singer. I'm like, you don't even know the half of it. Like, <laughs> please, where the guy is literally terrible. This guy... This guy's got breath control and pitch control. Like, it's just not its just not a traditionally beautiful voice. But I, I agree with you. Like, I think he can sing his ass off. Well, Jeff, we know you're cooking breakfast and we'll let you go. But we're so glad that you joined us, as always. And we really, really missed you last week. You would have been totally in your element. And, and we would have loved having you there. Absolutely. Well, I appreciate it. I feel the same way about the EP. I can't believe I made a Dylan EP and you're not on it, Rich. That just seems like a criminal, but we'll get you on the next one. Look forward to talking again soon. Thanks, Sounds Jeff. great. Thanks, fellas. Take care. See you, buddy. Okay. Bye. All right. Bye-bye. I go to some bar room and drink with my friends. Let's listen to just a clip of one of the songs from Jeff's Dylan EP. It's just absolutely burning. And I think he plays most of the instruments on this track. Here it is. I do it, but I can't remember how You talk to her She's your lover now He keeps 
So as we wrap up, I, I, I just want to say thank you, first of all, to all the artists that participated in that show. I know you and I both felt, because you came over to my house after the show, we felt like a real high. Yeah. And a sense of deep love that was a result of that musical community coming together. And then the community at large coming together. Mm -hmm. It's really at the intersection of two joys. First was a love of music. And the second was a real love of sense of pride in our local food movement. Yeah. Where we know our farmers and the landscape is such an important part of our identity. Bob Dylan. Bob Dylan. I feel like we just scratched the surface about Bob Dylan. Yeah. And if there are things about Bob Dylan that our listeners want to bring up and we can add in the let's go to the comments. Did we do it? I think we did. I think we, we, we scratched the surface. We had so much fun talking about Bob Dylan, reminiscing about this night that we'll remember for the rest of our lives. Absolutely. We hope you had fun, as much fun as we did, and we hope you'll join us next time when we answer another age-old question. Thanks again to Select, who presented Hug Your Farmer and underwrote the cost of the event to ensure that 100% of proceeds benefited the Vermont Community Foundation and its Flood Recovery and Response Fund. Over $219,000 was raised that night. And thanks again to Bob Wagner, and all the artists, and to especially James Bridges, who taped the audio that we heard in today's episode. If you want to support the Recovery Fund, go to vermontcf.org to find Vermont Community Foundation information. Thank you. on Instagram at The Age Old Question. Facebook, The Age Old Question. We hope this conversation has sparked some ideas and thoughts of your own. Let us know in the comments. But let's be kind, people. Yeah. No hating. No hating. Also, if you're digging the podcast, please check out our Patreon page at www.patreon.com slash The Age Old Question and consider becoming a part of our Age Old Question family. With your support, we'll be able to answer many more age-old questions. Thanks. It's NFL draft season, and that means it's time to start thinking about fantasy football. FantasyPoints.com features industry-leading experts and prognosticators using proprietary hand-charted data to help you score more fantasy points. FantasyPoints.com is the place to go for whatever kind of fantasy football you play. Whether you play fantasy football, daily fantasy sports, or do a little bit of everything, Fantasy Points has the meticulously researched content to guide you to victory. 
and why wait for the fall? Fantasy Points also covers the new spring football league, the UFL. Join the guru, John Hansen, Scott Barrett, Joe Dolan, and other massive names in the fantasy football universe with an exclusive offer. Use code Pantheon for 15% off any Fantasy Points package, including the all-in package, with access to every article, tool, and data nugget that Fantasy Points has to offer. That's FantasyPoints.com and code Pantheon for 15% off at Fantasy Points. FantasyPoints.com, code Pantheon. Score more fantasy points. 